Christian friend. I want to greet you tonight in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The beginning of this revival, I trust that it will be a great blessing to all who are here and those who will be coming and farther in the services. <clears throat> Each evening, we want to begin just as close as we can to me to be here around quarter after to half past eight. That was my thought today to get over, and I was just a little late. I drove my own car, and I got mixed up in some traffic down there, and it helped me up just a little bit. So I'm sorry to be a little late, and they were standing out waiting for me when I come up. My boy was. And so now tonight, as we are gathered here to start this prayer meeting, praying for the sick, believing God for the supernatural. I trust that every person here will take it upon themselves to be under prayer all the time. In your homes, be fasting and praying. Come with great expectation. For if you don't expect anything, you won't receive anything. You'll just receive as you expect. I end the city tonight. I think there's two or three more uh, revivals going on of healing services. We're not here to be competitors to those brethren. We're only here to do our part. And we're believing God and asking Him to help all the sick and afflicted everywhere where people are praying for the sick in every church and every denomination. We believe that God will hear the prayer of any sincere person that will believe. Now, I am not by no means a divine healer. I believe in my other meeting here in Louisville and many times being here with our dear brother Cobble and the church, I've never at one time said I was a divine healer, which if I did, that would be wrong because I am not. And there's no other man that's a divine healer. We are just ministers of the gospel to preach, to pray for the sick. God is the divine healer. And all that God can do for you, he did it in Jesus Christ. Your work of redemption for soul and body is completed. Even to your rapture is already completed. When Jesus rose from the dead, God justified, justifies us by faith, believing that, that God rose him up from the dead, and we are waiting for the rapture, which will come. Everything will happen in its season. And our salvation, our healing, and everything was completed when Jesus Christ died at Calvary. Now, in here we have many times that we, uh, in the meetings, we have a, a system of giving prayer cards. Well, we wish there was some other way that we had of controlling without having to give out prayer cards, but it's the only legitimate way that you can keep the people in line, lined up. We've tried many ways, and I never did like the way before we had prayer cards to give out of the people clamoring and some of them crying and jumping over one another and pushing and shoving through the line. It doesn't seem like Christianity. I think Christianity is orderly. And Paul come to set the church in order and all things to be done decent in an order. And I believe God honors it more when we keep it orderly and under the power of the Holy Spirit to be the leader of the church and of the people. Now, 
tonight and tomorrow night and now until the, the crowd gets enough to uh, our seating room here will not be will be inadequate then we're going over to the memorial auditorium which they're going to let us have they've promised that now tomorrow if you know any sick people or so forth get on your phone call up someone bring somebody with you or some unsaved person that they may get saved in this meeting that's the main thing is the people to get saved healing Jesus Christ only used healing to draw his crowds together then he preached the gospel after he healed a few he brought his altar calls and so forth and not what he called altar calls altar calls is something that we have adopted there never was an altar call given in the Bible but the people believed believers was added to the church we had a system back in the early days the Methodists we'd call them up to the altar and have them to pray through well I think that works pretty good so God has blessed it and we remain with that with that system of praying at the altar I think that's what altars is made for to have people to pray it's a place of worship come to the altar to worship God now I don't want to take much of the time in the evenings of speaking or maybe some evenings will be given altogether to preaching services we have eight days to be here if God willing which is quite a long meeting lengthy for uh, but it's just locally advertised and that's the reason we think that our seating capacity I think even the auditorium over there only seats about all between three and four thousand something like that which um, but just locally Jeffersonville New Albany and around here it ought to be all right to take care of this situation I'm asking you people here tonight as my dear friends in Christ Jesus that you'll stand by me in prayer during this time and you'll you'll I'm not here for a stage show I'm only here to do the best that I know how to make life a little easier and to make people a little happier to bring converts to Jesus Christ I'm not here to represent any denomination for I do not belong to any denomination church and I don't think no more of one than I do of the other I just love all of its converts to Jesus Christ and that's why we're here and to try to get people to see that divine healing is for the Methodists the Baptists the Catholic the Jew the sinner the harlots the whatever more divine healings for every one of you Jesus Christ died for every one of you or your healing is the same as he died for the salvation of the whole world and if you just accept it and believe it someone might say well brother Branham does God heal the sinner yes sir and when he's healed his sins are forgiven him. that's what the Bible said then go and sin no more our worst thing will come upon you now sin is is not some kind of immoral acts sin is unbelief that's right the Bible said he that believeth not is condemned already so we know then that sin is unbelief so do not go and disbelieve anymore now the church We'll try to carry everything just as orderly and reverent as we know how. We believe in old-time, heartfelt salvation. Believe in the people, liberty to say amen. Praise the Lord. Whatever the Spirit of God leads you to do, do it. And He won't lead you to do anything but what's right. And He's the Spirit. God is the Spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And God, the very word God, means object of worship. So God likes to be worshipped by his children, that we can be free and not bound down in yokes, but we can exercise our faith in him and believe it and not be ashamed to tell the world about it. 
that Jesus Christ raised from the dead lives and reigns in our hearts, and we're not ashamed of it. It doesn't make our face red to testify of the glory of Jesus Christ, or he is worthy of all praise. Don't you believe that? That's right. Now, I wish to turn into the Scripture to read a few words. We're just starting a little late. Each evening, we're going to try to be out at 9.30, if possible, so you can come back on the, the following night. And I was just coming up, and I heard Brother Cobble's voice saying about many people in here that had been healed of sickness. I was just looking back in the, on, in the audience just now and see a woman that was merely a skeleton here recently. Cancer had eaten her so bad to the doctors give her till the next morning to live. Just that was all. And that's been about six or seven years ago, and she's sitting here tonight weighing about 150 pounds in perfect health. Not a trace of it anywhere. Say, is healing lasting? Just as lasting as long as faith is. That's right. Just as long salvation's the same way. Just as long as you got faith, you're healed. When you lose faith, you're gone. Now, I wish to read some of God's Word, because He's never said my Word wouldn't pass away, but He said His Word wouldn't pass away. So, if I read His Word then I, I know that if you get no more than just the reading of his word, then you'll have plenty to go home with. Just one scripture. You can hang your whole soul right on it and just know that it's thus saith the Lord. And now, while we mention that word, watch in the prayer lines. Watch on the audience. Visions has just no more than just the sign of God's presence. But watch what he speaks to the person and to the person's in the audience. I see we've got tape recordings here where you could chase it back and find out just what he said. Now, I've had, how many has been in my meetings before? Let's see your hands up everywhere. Oh my, it's almost 100%. So there won't be any introduction to the operation of the Holy Spirit. It will only be for you just to believe. Now, in St. John, the 12th chapter, the 20 uh, and 20. First and 22nd verses. I want to read a portion of these. And there was certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, which was of Bethesda of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sirs, we would see Jesus. Now shall we bow our heads just a moment. Our kind Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight for Thy Word. It is truth. And we pray now that You'll break every shackle and set the people free at liberty. And may the blessed Holy Spirit baptize everyone in here tonight anew in His presence. May great signs and wonders accompany this meeting insomuch that will stir the whole city. May the people come in such a way, not because it's our effort for you, but because of the gospel's sake. Grant, Lord, that the buildings will pack and the streets will stand with people. Great signs and wonders, ambulances bringing up the sick, going back without them, the cripples pushing their wheelchairs in the corner, walking out rejoicing. May it start an old-fashioned revival that will sweep throughout the entire city and the communities here. Bring every church in unity with Christ, and may there be great joy throughout the entire city. Grant it, Lord. Bless these few words now. Inspire speaker and listener. 
And may the Holy Spirit move on our hearts in such a way that when we leave here tonight, may we say with those who came from Emmaus, did not our hearts burn within us because of his presence? For we ask it in his name. Amen. This soul cry of these Greeks, the Greeks seek wisdom and the Jews seek signs. And Paul said, we preach Christ crucified. And Greeks has always wanted wisdom. But these Greeks come up, perhaps, or proselytes to the Jewish religion and came up to Jerusalem to worship at the Pentecostal feast. And then, while they were up there, they had heard of the great fame of this one, Jesus of Nazareth. His fame is scattered everywhere. Many disbelieved him. Thousands disbelieved him. But thousands believed him. And it was mostly among the common people who heard him and believed him. Those who were of the other type, they did not have much time for him because they were satisfied with their religion and they had, fathers had been taught certain things and, their, and they had their traditions handed down and something new, no matter how phenomenal it was. And Well, he tried to tell them it was in the scriptures that he was to come and, oh, well, they... if, if if he was to be the person, the priest would know something about it, and therefore they wasn't interested. But these Greeks, when they heard, faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word of God. And they come seeking Jesus. And this, I believe that has been the heart's cry of every man and every woman who's ever heard anything about Jesus Christ, has had that same thing, sirs, we would see Jesus. They didn't want to learn his theology. They didn't care nothing about his teachings. They didn't care about whether he, what kind of clothes he wore. They were only interested in one thing, that they wanted to see Jesus. That's the main thing. And that's the cry of today. Christian friends, as a missionary myself, returning from foreign fields, and as I come into Africa, I was met there by the Council of Churches of South Africa, and all the, from one coast to the other, a great council of churches, they take me out, they said, Brother Branham, we, we didn't want you to come over to teach us some new theology. We didn't want you to come over to teach the Word, for perhaps we more, know more about it over here than you American scholars do, for we find that in your missionaries that come over said, but what we are trying to find, we want to see God's Word made manifest. That's it. The Archbishop of India, the Eastern Orthodox Presbyterians, one of the highest churches politically, religiously, politically recognized in the world. Even their baptism will be accepted in the Catholic Church of the Eastern Orthodox. And the Archbishop, while I spoke recently, at the Chicago Christian Businessman Banquet, the Archbishop was there, and he said, when they ordained me an Archbishop in India, why, he said, you all many times send missionaries over, said to teach us the Bible, and said, we know more about it than you ever thought of knowing, and that's true, you ought to hear them once. It's an oriental book. We're teaching it in a, in a Western uh, way, and it's an oriental book written in the Eastern way. And our parables and things that we teach out there sometimes is as far as the East from the West of being right, the way we teach it. 
You have to see, have to go to the country where the book was written to understand what they mean. He said, when they ordained me uh, archbishop over India, he said they all the great presbyters and the bishops and the priests and the cardinals and all come around and laid hands up on me to receive the Holy Spirit and all kind of ritualistic prayers. He read out of books and everything and said, they laid hands on me. He said, nothing happened. He said, I come over here to America to a person that hardly had education enough to speak right and laid hands on me and I received the Holy Ghost. So now what's the difference? said, the thing of it is that in India, we don't want to know your tracts that you're passing out or your theology or building this or that. We want to know Jesus in them. Now, that's the cry of the, of the world today is to know Christ. I believe Paul said to know Christ is life. And he knew him in the power of his resurrection. Not to know him by word. Not to know him... That's to know him by word, that's all right, but that's a long way from be, being sufficient. To know him by word, we got to know him by person of his resurrection. Now, if tonight that cry would be in Louisville, <clears throat> it's everywhere, we would see Jesus. Now, let's find out who this Jesus is. And I believe that if he is what he said he is, and his word is correct, then he's just the same today that he was then. If he's changed one bit, then the word is not correct and our Bible is an error. Now, recently, or not recently, some years ago, over in a certain city here on the river, there was a young child, who, a young man, 12, 14 years old, who went to church and was a very, very, very influential boy. And he, and he, he would love the Lord and he asked his mother one day, said, Mother, if God is so great, could someone ever see God? She said, No, I don't know, Sonny. She said, We go to church, and that's all I know about it. said, Now, our pastors go to visit us for lunch. said, Why don't you ask him? So that day, he asked the pastor, and the pastor said, Sonny, no. said, No man can see God at any time, never did or never will see God at any time. Well, he wasn't satisfied with that. He asked his Sunday school teacher. She said, no, no one could see God. And so he took a little trip up here to Six Mile Island with an old fisherman down on the river. Coming down that afternoon after a storm on the river and oaring his boat, coming along, the rainbow come out back in the east. And as the old fisherman was watching the rainbow pulling his boat, the tears began to run down his wrinkled cheeks over his white beard. And the little boy noticed the old fella, and he rushed up from the, from the stern of the boat towards the middle and said, Sir, I'm going to ask you a question that my pastor couldn't answer, my mother couldn't answer, my Sunday school teacher can't answer. said, I'm going to ask you, said, can anyone see God? And the old fisherman pulled the oars into his lap and put his arms around the little boy said, God bless you, honey. All I've seen for the past 35 years has been God. You get God in here, you can see him out there. But he's got to come in here first. It's got to come here first before you can see him there. Jesus said the same thing. A little while and the world seeth me no more. Yet ye shall see me, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. Now there's going to be some ye's 
and all the generations and all the ages. Is that right? Ye shall see me. That is the believer. Now, if we were going to look for Jesus tonight, we wouldn't exactly look to see what kind of clothes he was wearing, see how much education, what degree he had out of what college or what denomination he belonged to, for we'd never find him in any of that. And although as good as that is, we'd never find Jesus in that, mixed up in some organization or some wearing of some clothes or a certain way of dressing. He dressed like an ordinary man. He walked through the streets as other man, looked no different from anyone else, and he walked right through people, the crowds, and they looking for him and couldn't recognize him because he looked just like an ordinary man. But yet he was God himself. God was in, he, in Christ reconciling the world to himself. When he was here on earth, there never was a birth like his, there never was a death like his, and there never was nobody raised from the dead like that. He proved what he was. When he was here on earth, he said he was God, he acted like God, he preached like God, he healed like God, he rose from the dead like God. He proved he was God. He was more than a philosopher. He was more than a teacher. He was more than a scholar. He was more than a prophet. He was God. That's who he was. And the people today are limiting him to a good man, to a teacher, or to a scholar, or to a prophet. He was more than that. He was God himself, our Savior. God made it manifested in the flesh to take away sin and sickness from the human beings and to redeem us back to God like we was in the beginning. And thanks be to God, we're on a road back tonight. That's right. And we're seeing great things and rejoicing as we're going along the journey as the children of Israel did, passing through the wilderness. They had a brass serpent for their healing. They had water from a rock when they were thirsty. They had manna from heaven, signs and wonders following them all the time. And there was the other setting up there just as fundamental as they was in their teaching, but had no signs and wonders. But God was vindicating his true believers by signs and wonders. And that was a very beautiful type of the church today being led, where signs and wonders are following the believers. If you notice, those other nations were organized and set down in great organizations and so forth, but Israel dwelt in tents. I'd call them interdenominational. <laughs> they were sitting out there without an organization, without a place, just wandering about through the wilderness, just as the Holy Spirit would lead. Isn't that a perfect type of the church today? The called out, separated, set aside. How wonderful. Now, notice again, when Jesus was here, the people knew that he healed the people, but he didn't claim to do it himself. He said he didn't do it. Who did he say done it? The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. It's not me that doeth the works. Then if we would see Jesus tonight, we wouldn't say, uh, see a man saying, come to me and I'll show you how to heal you, I'll do this. He wouldn't be that type of person, would he? Because when he was here, he gave credit to the Father that was in him doing the works. Is that right? Then we've seen him going about doing good. We've seen him persecuted, made fun of, laughed at, called his hand. Somebody always at his neck, trying their best to get something on him. They get him into a corner, twist him around and everything, trying to make him a liar, make him a fake, make him a deceiver. But every time God come on the scene and proves that that was his son. Is that right? God's still the same tonight. Would you believe that? Everything that takes place just sets still. God's on the scene. He'll make all things right. And then we seem of that type of person. And now, and what he was here on earth... We notice the characters about him that drawed people to him was first was his love for the people. He loved the people, and the people knew that 
He loved them because he had something to tell them. They knew this man was acquainted behind the curtain yonder of death. They knew that he knew something about the world beyond, the regions beyond. So they loved to talk with him. He talked, his talk was seasoned and mellow. There was something, his characters, I doubt whether it be an artist could ever paint it. If it's true in a vision one time, I saw him. I say that humbly because I couldn't say it positive. But if it is, there's never an artist could paint that picture of the characters. He was a man who could be stern and speak, and yet he was a man who was humble and lovely. He was so many different characters in him that people, you couldn't paint his picture. He was God's manifestation of love, power, and deity, and everything was in him. Then we noticed him as he went around he, on the earth here. He had a, a, something about him that was different from ordinary man. We see him one day in his prayer line at the beginning of his ministry when his fame first started. And there was a fellow by the name of Philip who got saved, and he believed on the Lord Jesus, and he began to tell people about it. He wanted to run tell everybody. That's a good sign he really got saved, isn't it, when he wants to tell somebody. He ran and tell his friend Nathaniel, and when he found Nathaniel, he found him under a tree, perhaps praying. And he said, Come see who I found, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? He said, Come see. And when he come to where he was, where he was, now this fine religious man, really perhaps orthodox in his belief, come walking up, said, I'll see about this fellow. And when he walked up, Jesus said, uh, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no God. Well, now what do you think would happen today? The believer today or the man would say, Say, that guy's a mind reader. He knew that I was a believer. He knew that I was a Christian. Well, he said, in whom there is no God. And so he thought, well, I'll just ask the man. He said, whence knowest thou me, Rabbi? Why, he said, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. Why, he said, you're the son of God, the king of Israel. See? And then we see another time where he met a woman at the well. And he talked to her a while. And he found out that she had some troubles. That was, she had five husbands. And the one she lived with then wasn't her husband. And in telling her this, she runs and said, Come see a man who told me all things I did. Now, do you imagine he had a lot of critics? He, was the, he said when he went to the grave of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. He said that. That's the truth. Well, if he was the resurrection and life, why didn't he raise up all the dead that died in Jerusalem during the time of his stay? If he'd make that statement tonight in Louisville, Kentucky, the newspapers in the morning would be publishing it everywhere. Well, the doctors might as well just get rid of their instruments and everything. We got a man here now that can raise the dead, so it's all over. But he only raised three people in his entire ministry. Three is a confirmation. Three is a sign. The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. He raised Lazarus from the dead, Jairus' daughter, and the woman, the widow woman's son. Three in his ministry for a sign. Yet, if, what, if he was the resurrection in life, probably thousands of Jews right out of the church, orthodox in their belief, renowned in their religion, and so forth, died during that time. Perhaps hundreds of people come to him, come raise my son, come raise my daughter, raise my father. Jesus said, let the dead bear the dead, follow thou me. He never went to them. And then what about that? Here's his word said he was a resurrection in life, and here he is failing to produce that, only with a sign now and then. Now we know that he 
where he's possessed with powers and God was in him. And here he goes to the pool of Bethesda. That's St. John, the fifth chapter. Now listen close. There lay great multitudes of people, impotent folks, lame, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down to certain seasons and troubled the water. Whoever stepping in first was made whole of what disease they had. Here comes Emmanuel, God himself, in veils here before human eyes. God made manifest in the flesh. He said to Thomas, Thomas said, show us the Father of and it'll suffice us. He said, I've been so long with you and you don't know me? He said, when you see me, you see the Father. Why say, show us the Father? Here comes then God, Jehovah, in flesh, walking among crippled, lame, blind, halt, withered people, full of love, full of compassion, and yet touch none of them. I would see Jesus. Sirs, we would see Jesus. See what I mean? He walked right by each one of them and went over to a man laying on a pallet. Said, will you be made whole? He said, I have no one to put me in the water. You can walk? Yes. While I'm coming down, somebody can outrun me and beat me into the water. They get the blessing. I'll sit here month after month waiting. He had a disease. He wasn't going to die with it. He had it 38 years. And Jesus said, will thou be made whole? And he told him he had no one to put him in the water. He said, take up your bed and go into your house. If you'll notice, the previous reading of the scripture said, Jesus knew that the man had been a long time in this way. See, he knew. Why didn't he go to these? He knew nothing about them, but he knew about this one. Then the Jews found this man packing his bed on the Sabbath day and questioned him, and perhaps was questioned Jesus about these things. Why don't he heal that one? Let me see him make this one well, and I'll believe it. Let me see him heal this one, I'll believe it. And yet people are being healed everywhere. Them same critical, ungodly spirits still exist today. Let me see him heal this one, and I'll believe it. See, the devil takes his man, but never his spirit. God takes his man, but never his spirit. His spirit lives right on. God's spirit lives on in man, on and on and on. Ye shall see me, for I will be with you even in you to the end of the world. See? Then there's ye still living that sees it and believes it. As Brother Cobble just said, as the standard to hall, that how the people right here in this church with doctor's statements, and yet the whole country criticizes divine healing. Why is it? They try to think it's fake. It's something put up. It's because that the devil that lives in them won't let them believe. Their eyes are blinded from truth, and they can't believe they haven't got nothing to believe with. How can I move a hand if I haven't got a hand to move with? How can I believe God when I'm just looking at a word here and him not in here? You've got to have God in here first before you can believe God. Except the man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. Is that right? See it is understand it. So how can a man that's not born again know anything about the kingdom of God? Jesus said himself, except the man be born of water and spirit, he can in no wise. He can't understand it. There's no need of looking at it. He can't do it. And many of these people who deny these know no more about God than a rabbit would know about snowshoes. They, they just simply don't know. They say, oh, I believe there's God. Yes, uh-huh, that's all there is to it. But, brother, to know Jesus is to know life. Personally, accepting the person, Christ Jesus, that lives in the heart of the human being. Yes, then you have a challenging faith. Then there's something in there that you know you're not standing alone. As Jesus said, the, mount, the testimony of two is what you require. He said, I testify and my Father speaks. And both of us make the true testimony. 
If I stand here tonight and speak of something and God the Almighty speaks back, that's a testimony of two is a confirmation. Is that right? If God's, if I say you can receive the Holy Ghost and God comes down and gives you the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's a confirmation of the truth. Someone said the Holy Ghost was only for years gone by. The Holy Ghost is today. There's people sitting right here now, host of them, it's baptized with the Holy Ghost right now. So no matter what the critics say, you've got to expect that. Don't listen to it. Just close up your ears and go on. We're holding the services for the Lord Jesus Christ. And by God's help, that's what we're going to do until Jesus comes or he changes the order. And men who are ordained of God and sent of God, look to God for instructions. And look to God to what to do with And God takes care of his man. He always does. Now, Jesus passing through there. And the question, why didn't he heal the whole bunch? And what, listen at his word now. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Sirs, we would see Jesus. If you'd see him, that's the kind of person he would be. See? A little while, and the world seeth me no more. Yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world. Is that right? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then, as we notice him, he didn't claim to be any great person. He only bragged on God constantly. He said God was in him, and God did the works. Now, if Jesus has risen from the dead, do you believe that? Say amen. Everyone in here will admit that Jesus, according to the Scripture, has risen from the dead. Do you believe the Scriptures to be the truth? Does thou believe this word to be the truth? Then if Jesus has risen from the dead, then he's just the same today as he was then. The only difference is he lived in flesh then of his own. He lives in the flesh of us tonight. The things that I do shall ye also, for I will be with you even in you to the end of the world. Amen. There you are. I hope you see it. Jesus Christ rose from the dead this beautiful Easter now that we're just about to face now. And I think of those men coming from Emmaus and Jesus walking with them and didn't know it. And many people here in Louisville tonight walk with Christ daily and yet don't know it. People sitting here in this building tonight has walked today with Christ and perhaps don't know it. But when he got them inside, or him inside with them one time, they asked him, said, come in and stay with us. The night is far spent. Won't you come in? And so he, he offered their invitation. It was a little humble place, perhaps. No matter how humble it is, he'll come. No matter how humble your welcome is to him, he'll come to the humblest in this building. He'll come to the poorest. He'll come to your home. He'll do something that you'll know he's there if you'll just open up and let him. Then Jesus, once inside with these disciples who he had walked with, he made himself known to them. And if you've never believed in divine healing, never believed in the power of the resurrection of Christ, just invite him into your heart tonight and he'll make himself known to you. Just he'll do something. Just the way he broke that bread. They said, well, it's been him all the time, you see. And they were believers. And you notice, it takes them all day to make that journey over there, and it went back just in a few minutes. How much different your step will be after you know Jesus? How much lighter your life will be? Walking on clouds, rejoicing, and all that old ungodly shackle-down condition will be gone, and you'll be resurrected with him in his resurrection, believing him, having faith in him, and know that all things are working to the good for you, that he's leading you, loving you, blessing you, going before you, taking you to... To heaven, making you immortal when the resurrection comes, healing your sickness along the road, performing miracles, 
and your, your eyes are open, then you can see. See? Until your eyes come open, you can't see. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if Jesus has risen from the dead, he could come into this building tonight and perform and do to these people like he would if he stood here in human flesh. Is that right? Then if you'd see Jesus, open up your heart tonight. Invite him in like they did on the Aramaeus. Say, open up my heart, Lord. You just come in. I come here tonight to criticize. But I'm going to change my opinion right now. I'm just going to open up my heart and see if you really will come in. Watch what you think when you go out the door tonight. You'll think and know that Jesus Christ has, has risen from the dead and living with us now. The Lord bless you, my friend. You're lovely. I could talk to you all night. But I keep talking. I'll be preaching after a while. And that kind of takes away from the value of praying for the sick. Because that's what we're going to have for the night. And the Lord bless you now. Now, as these Greeks said, we would see Jesus. Now, we wouldn't hear some of his teaching. Or we wouldn't hear this. Or we wouldn't know where he stays at. But we would see Jesus. How many of you would like to see him tonight? Let's see your hands all over the building. He's looking at you. Well, my prayer is that and he will make himself manifested to you tonight, each one of you. Make him manifested to you. And before I start the meeting, now friends, this is nothing to do with me or any individual. It's I'm trying my best with all I know how to do to make life a little easier for my fellow man. To get them to believe on the Lord, be born again of his spirit, and to pray for the sick when they're needy and to help them uh, make life a little better. Many times people are standing, many people right here in this building tonight from right around the home places here that would have been dead and in their grave if it hadn't been for Jesus Christ. And I am one of them. That's right. I would have went years ago right here in the Jewish hospital when a doctor of this city, one of the famous doctors of this city gave me three minutes to live. And I'm here by the grace of God. Then when he let me live, I gave my heart to him and been screaming in the housetop ever since. And I believe him with all my heart. May he come tonight and bless your humble soul. Now, uh, <clears throat> yes, as Billy, he gave out some prayer cards and he just got me there in the car and I forgot. Anybody got a prayer card? What, what's a letter on it? Tell me what a letter is. Why? All right, that'll be fine. All right, that's all I have to know. All right, we can't pray for everybody at one time, you know, in one meeting. I don't want to call too many at a time, but I want to... I just want to call as many as I can and pray for them. And I remember the only thing that I can do is to pray for you. Remember, God is your healer. Let's say that together. God is your healer. See, I only pray for you. And not only am I praying for you up here, but them out there will be praying for you too. These back here will be praying for you too, see. And together we are trying our best to help you. No other purpose at all. God knows that. It's not a financial affair. If that had been so, I'd accepted the money a long time ago and one offering been malted millionaire, so I'd have retired. Retire. God let me live to be a hundred and still preaching the gospel. There's no retiring to this. If he tarries. No, it's not a, it's not that, friends. It's not money. It's not popularity. God knows that. He'd take it away from me right now. It's not popularity. It's because I'm wanting to help you. That's, God knows that that's the truth here. And I tell the truth. God knows that that's the truth. 
He has backed me up many hard battles and close places that I've been into, like they did my master. But every time, God has come on the scene and helped me. I've been challenged in everything. I've been challenged about three times here in the United States that I know of. And one of those people that did the challenge is in the insane institution tonight. The other two is in the grave. And so it didn't have to wait no week for it to happen. It happened then. See. So then uh, I have never feared. I just went humbly to preach the gospel. Uh, God sent me to do this. And uh, things that I speak of, right here, even one of your papers here not long ago, the old Louisville Herald, I believe it was or something like that, declared the article when it was down here on the river and that light come down and hung over where it was that when it was baptizing a young minister many years ago out across the country. Now they got the picture of it. Many of you have it in your home, hanging in Washington, D.C. Throughout there's thousands times thousands of pictures. And when the best of fingerprinting document can be found in the United States, it's checked it over and went to everywhere, and he declared it to be a supernatural being. There's probably people sitting right here tonight who've seen it come right down, visible before your eyes, and I pray that it'll do it here in Louisville this week, right down before the people. And I have told the truth. God has testified that it's the truth, and the scientific world has to say it's the truth. Now you can draw your opinion. May the Lord bless you. Now... And seeing a vision, as you all know, all of you have been in my meetings, might be one or two that hasn't been here. It's, it's a divine gift. It's just like a gift to play music. I was watching the little ladies here tonight, and this morning it was when I was here, how they were playing that music so lovely. My, I wish I could do that. But I can't. I don't. only thing I know, I don't know where it's in tune or out of tune. I just know it's making a noise and music, and that's all I know about it. But let it get out a little tune. They could tell you because they're musicians. Well, I, I wouldn't know. And to build this house, I was noticing the, the architect of it. I'd like to see one like this I'd build. It, uh, it would look horrible. But you see, God has men to build houses. He has some to preach the gospel, some to teach. God has set, God has set in the church first apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and gifts of healing and working of miracles and so forth, all for the perfecting of the saints. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, if he stood here tonight, behind this desk where I'm standing, with his human flesh, wearing the same suit, standing here, there, as far as healing you, he could not do it. For he couldn't do twice what he's done once, <laughs> see. He's already healed you. By his stripes you were healed, said Peter in the New Testament. Is that right? Isaiah spoke of it coming. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Isaiah, Peter Edwards said, that's where it was done. That's where you were forgiven of your sins at Calvary. You just accepted it. He did it 2,000 years ago. You accepted it last week or two years ago or whenever it was. He healed you 2,000 years ago. You can accept it tonight. But the only thing we can do is either preaching of the gospel or some sign to get your faith pointed to Jesus Christ. Is that right? The Lord bless you. Now, let's line the people up to the right over here. Let's take, um, where did it begin? What, did you one to hundred? All right, let's start for one then. And start over here. Who has prayer card number one? Hold up your hand. Prayer card number one. Look over on your, it's a little bitty card like this. It's got your name and address on it. And uh, over here it's got uh, uh, the picture and a number. Where is it, number one? Why, yes, why one? Come out over here, lady. Why two? Who has two? Prayer card two? All right, lady. Three. Who has three? 
Raise up your hand so I'll know. Three, all right, sir, over here. Four, who has number four? Prayer card four, five, who has five? Raise up your hand. Prayer card number five. Somebody look on the back of your car, maybe a deaf and dumb person, can't speak or hear. What, number five. Prayer card number five. Pardon me. All right, number six. Who has number six? Prayer card six. Seven. Raise up your hand as quickly as you can. Seven. Seven. As somebody, prayer card seven. Look at somebody sitting next to you. It may be somebody who can't get up or something. Someone will help them up. If they can just, yeah. Prayer card seven. All right, eight. Who has prayer card number eight? All right, eight, nine. Prayer card nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. All right, is, uh, just line up over there uh, according to your numbers, and, and let's see how many we got in there then. And all right, and if all right now, if a, a sister on the organ there will give us. Only believe. Let's just sing humbly and reverently. I'm going to ask you one thing. Now, it's right now, about 20 after, if you'll just give me a few minutes and don't stir around. Now, listen to these instructions, if you will. Don't stir during the time of the prayer. Stand still. Watch. And if on the platform something takes place, hold your peace. Just sit still. See? Our ushers will see to that in the audience. Just sit still. Now, if God does some miracle or something, and you want to rejoice, rejoice. That's perfectly all right. We like for you to do that, to rejoice. But we, but we want you to be reverent. Don't stir around. Keep your children near you, and so forth in the in the meeting. All right. All things are possible. Only please now, life slowly. Now, let's all try to sing it. raise up her hands with her eyes closed and sing it to him now.
Father in heaven, we ask that your blessings will be with us, and may the Lord Jesus come into this church now, take over our being, and may the Holy Spirit tonight do the work of Jesus Christ. You said in your word, when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will bring these things to your remembrance and will show you things to come. And he will testify of me. And I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit in my heart, testifying of Jesus Christ, will show to the world tonight, or the people that you're present, that our Lord Jesus has risen from the dead and lives among us. Grant these blessings in Jesus Christ's name and for his glory. Amen. Excuse me, I'm going to take this here because I'm not... Don't speak too loud. Everybody in harmony believing now, say amen. If you're everybody in harmony believing. Now, settle yourself down. Now, you can watch this way till you hear me say, close your eyes. And now remember, I have to say this according to the law of Indiana and many other places, I suppose Kentucky also. I've never asked. But I am not responsible for critics. See? Or critics are unbelievers who are sitting there. Remember, if you are that person, don't stay doing this part of the service. Or let it be known unto you, as I speak in the name of the Lord, these diseases go from one to another. That's right. And on an unbeliever, you can do nothing with it. That's right. So there's many persons tonight who has been in the meetings criticizing and so forth, and we have tape recordings to show what happened. So now, may the Lord help you and bless you. You just sit quiet, be reverent, pray for me, your brother, as I minister to the sick. All right. Now... Now, how many in this building now standing here that doesn't have a prayer card and wants to be prayed for? Raise up your hands everywhere in the building. Well, it's just a, a general everywhere. Now, I'm going to ask you something. Now, if you will believe this to be the honest truth with all your heart, I'll assure you the Holy Spirit will move right out there in that audience to where you're at. You believe the same Jesus that the woman touched the hem of his garment? Her faith touched him in such a way till he turned and looked over his audience to see who touched him. Said, Thy faith is saving. She had a blood issue. Do you believe that? That's the scripture. Well, if he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, isn't he the same when he's operating in our flesh? Isn't it right? Now let your faith touch him. See what he does about it. The Lord bless you. Now, for God's glory, I take every spirit in this building under my control in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. I'm sure you understand what that means. So be reverent. I, how do you do? I suppose now that you and I are strangers as far as I know I've never seen you. God has seen us both, knows both of us. And I'm just a man, you're a woman standing there. That's all I know about you. Now, are you a believer? Now, if you're a believer, all things are possible to them that believe. Now, if Jesus was standing here mythically by my side, and he was talking to you like he did the woman at the well, he would know you know all about you. Is that right? 
and he'd know and could tell you just like he could out there in the audience. But would you believe it then to be the truth with all yes, your heart? You, you would believe it. Yes, I would. I received a marvelous healing. Your ministry at Connorsville out in the audit. You, you told me I was healed and wrecked on the is that a fact? Are you hear the testimony, I suppose. Is it a... Where was it at, lady? Connorsville. Uh, That's just a couple summers ago, or last summer. Last summer. Last summer. And you had, what was it? Rectal trouble. Rectal trouble. Three operations. Three operations. And a rectal trouble out in the audience, and the Holy Spirit moved out there and, and called you out and healed you out there in the audience. There's the first patient standing here. I passed something out of somebody hear her testimony, what taken place after that, what supernaturally taken place there. I knew not the woman. I don't know her now, only just what, no, and God in heaven knows that's the truth. Uh, of all this Bible ain't here before me. God is my judge. That's just the, that's what I know about her there. As far as I know, I never met her, never seen her in my life. Seen her out there. I might not have seen her, I just seen that light standing over. And maybe just her thoughts. I picked up her thoughts out in the audience. You say, you read her mind then. Well, if you want to call it that, Jesus did the same thing. He perceived her thoughts. Is that right? Well, tell me the difference between perceiving a thought and reading her mind. Not this devil's group out here, a little uh, on the side of a street and a little hand out like that. That's psychology. It has nothing to do with God. But then if the Lord Jesus has risen from the dead and I'm representing him here tonight truly, then he would let me know what was wrong with you now, or what, what was wrong. And if he would, would that raise your faith to believe for healing again? It would. All right? May he grant it to you, sister, is my prayer. But it's not that now. you got some kind of an inward trouble. It's in the... It's a, it's a kidney trouble. It's in a bladder, too. I see it draining, bar burning sensation coming from the bladder. Isn't that true? That's true. And you're, there's something else that you got on your mind. Uh, you're, no, it's, it's about a loved one. It's, it's, it's a boy, your son. Isn't that right? He's got something like uh, uh, asthmatic. He's coughing, real dry coughing all the time. Isn't that right? And aren't you from Indianapolis? Yes. Oh, go back home. You can go get well. Have faith in God. Only believe all things are possible to them that believe. Now, to that woman that was here just a few moments ago, she's healed. All right, have faith in God. How do you do, lady? I suppose from as far as, of course, now I end this, uh, standing here, I just put my hand over that, called that, see, it's not, it's the anointing, see, it's anointing. And uh, it makes me feel different in what I really am in regular life. Because you're in a dual condition, you're in two worlds at the same time. But I suppose we're strangers to each other. We don't know one another. As far as I know, I don't know you. And we, this is our meeting time. But God knows both of us. Do you believe me to be his servant? Amen. I, I believe that you have a welcome feeling to your spirit. And his presence being here now, 
And if there's any help can come, it would have to come through him, wouldn't it? You realize that it wouldn't be me, your brother. It would be him, your Savior. Is that right? Yes, sir. You believe it? I see you moving from me. Uh, you're having some kind of a... It's all through your body, like pains, like all through your body. That's an arthritis condition in the nerves. That's what's it doing there. Cause these sharp pains, uh, pains aches through your, your body. And you have a something another. I notice you you're rubbing your head. It's a it's a sinus trouble. That's what it is. It's come from your head up your sinus. And you got a someone that you're interested. In. It must be your husband. He has the same thing. Isn't that right? It's, it's coming from here. As a, and there's something strange about you. It seems like I keep seeing blue water moving like that. And it's some kind of a person that you're dealing with. It's a, it, it must be a, it's a different people. There's something that you, it's Indians. You're, you're missionary. Is that right? You're from India. I, I see this. Well, go. Jesus Christ is going to make you well. God bless you and may you go in peace. God's peace up on you. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Only believe. Are you believing with all your heart? Yes. God bless you. It keeps moving at light. I, I don't I don't guess you can see it. But here it is, standing here. Oh, it's over this lady here. She well she has high blood pressure. Isn't that right, lady? You accept your healing now. You don't have to have a card to be healed, but you accept your healing now. Go home then and be well. May the Lord Jesus bless you and make you well. Oh, Christian friend. The Lord Jesus Christ anointing this audience. Only have faith in him. You shall see the glory of God. His great manifestation of his blessing. Are you a believer, sir, sitting there? Lay your hand over on that lady with that red-looking coat on sitting there. She's sitting there praying. She's got sort of a chest trouble that's been bothering her. Isn't that right, lady? Yes. Now lay your hand over on her there that she be healed. Lord Jesus, may the power of God come upon the woman and make her completely well. I ask in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you. You believe now with all your heart? Now you lay your hand on the lady next to you there to get rid of... She's got something wrong with her. Yes, you laid your hand in the right place. She has uh, asthmatic conditions. Isn't that right, lady? Wave your hand if that's right. I see you trying to, to, to... All right. Oh, Almighty God, may your spirit come to her. Now, you're favoring her by standing near, speaking to your servant. I ask that she be made well in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. As you believe, so will it be to you. You know something left you then. Now just keep believing and it won't return. 
But when you disbelieve, it will return. Blessings are upon his people. All right, how do you do, sir? Of course, I see you got a something on your throat there. Looks awful red. I don't know what it is, but God does know. You believe me to be his prophet or his servant? You do? With all your heart, you believe that, do you? Sir, that's a cancer. Isn't that right? Being as that was showing in a plaster on your neck, for the benefit of the audience that they might know, you look to me and believe me with all your heart. Something else might be wrong. Because that's showing. If there was a man sitting there crippled and I said he was crippled, anybody knows that looking at it. You're a stranger here. You're not from this country. You're from a country where there's a lot of hardwood and there's little lakes like and that's uh, it's kind of a lot of swamp country near you there and you're from a small city and that you're from uh, Missouri. And the name of the city starts with a K. It's Kenneth, Missouri. Is that right? Amen. And you, you're, you're a stranger to me, but your name is, is Madison or something like that. M-A-T-D. Madison, isn't it? Madison. Madison. And your initial is I-A. Is that true? Amen. Go believe now in the cancer of leader. God bless you. You have something wrong with your side, don't you, lady? You thought I was talking to you a while ago. And when I looked at you, stand up on your feet. Jesus Christ makes you well. Go believe. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. All right. You're believing now, lady? Or do you believe me to be his servant? Well, we're strangers to one another, I, I believe. I have never seen you, if I'm correctly believing right. Now, I want you to come just a little more near me because of the emotion at the platform. Well... God's going to judge us both some of these days, ladies. You're aware of that. And you're aware right now that you're standing in the presence of something besides a man. Is that true? Now, that won't hurt you. That's that some power that you say you feel moving me. That's the angel of the Lord. You are... 
got the idea of moving away from a table or something. It's, it's, it's in the stomach. You've got stomach trouble. And that's caused from a liver condition. It empties into the stomach. It causes sourness and bitterness. And, and you're with somebody. It's, a, it's somebody. It's your mother. And she's here too. And she's got stomach trouble also. And she, isn't there something wrong with her neck? She's got something wrong with her neck. And you, you come here. You're not from the city. You're from up the river, Cincinnati. And you come here by bus. And you're supposed to leave tonight at 9 o'clock. Go in the name of the Lord Jesus and be made well. Go. You won't have to worry about it. Go to your now. Be made well in Jesus' name. Come. Lady, I see you moving slowly, or probably perhaps very sick. I suppose we're strangers to each other. We're not. Or you've been in my meetings before. Well, God knows both of us, doesn't he? I know nothing about you, as far I don't know nothing about you. But God knows all about you. You're, if God will reveal to me what your trouble is, will you accept him as your healer? Uh, I see some kind of a white-looking room. Oh, it's a hospital. You, you've just been operated. That's been about a year ago. It's caused a weakness that you've never got over. You're suffering with a flu or something now, isn't that like Aren't you, aren't you Miss Arnold's mother or something? I see her standing near you. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I bless this poor mother for her healing. May she go tonight and recover in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing now, being happy, believing with all your heart, and receive your healing. You believe? You believe that the Holy Spirit, who is going to judge us both at the day of judgment, if He would reveal your trouble, would you accept your healing? That anointing shakes me so, it makes me so weak. I, and I try just to see you. Or either pray, but I didn't tell you nothing, pray for you the way you are now, you believe you'd be healed. See, your faith has meant something. Before I even say anything, it's gone from you. That's, I know it just turned real white around you. I'll see what was wrong. You had heart trouble. Now you can go home thanking God, being happy. God bless you. Father, bless her, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Have faith now, believing with all your heart. You believe, sir? If I would not say one word to you, but just pray for you. You believe you get well? You, that's the way to go. You're convinced, and I've told you the truth, Pastor. All that stiffness would leave you and everything to go home. Is that right? It will. God bless you.
Let's say thanks be to God. That man believes God. Just only have faith. Believe it with all your heart. You sure receive. Come to your lady. Are you believing with all your heart? I believe it. Now, if I could heal you and wouldn't do it, I'd be a brute, wouldn't I? But Blessed be the Lord. Hang over that little lady sitting. Look at me. Got something wrong with your throat, haven't you, lady? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Well, that did it. God bless you. Your faith has saved you now. Go and be made whole. There's something else I see. That same choking, like, or the lady sitting behind you there has a garter. Yes, do you want to accept your healing too? You believe that he healed you? God bless you. Go and be made well. May the Lord Jesus grant you your faith to be confirmed. Thank the Lord Jesus. See, friends, pray. You don't need prayer cards. You need faith to believe. You still hang there. That lady sitting next to there, the young lady there, has a heart trouble. You believe the Lord's going to heal you, sister? He has. Now you can go home and be well. God bless you. You want to get over that diabetes? You accept Jesus as your healer? Lord Jesus, make her well, and may she can be able to stop taking insulin and be made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Have faith in God. Come, lady. Oh, my. What our Lord could do right now in this audience of people. Oh, if you just was one accord, now I go to believing, there wouldn't be a feeble person in the, this building tonight. That is right. If you believe with all your heart right now, you wouldn't have a thing to worry about but be made well. You believe me, lady, as, as God's servant? If God will reveal to me what's your trouble, you accept your healing? And, well, if you believe right now, that heart trouble will leave you and you'll never be bothered with it again. You believe with all your heart? Go and you can receive it. And God will be merciful to you unless you come. Just a moment, lady. Stand here a minute. There's something, it wasn't you, but there's so... That's all right. You, thank you. What was wrong with that? What? How many people in here have been suffering with heart trouble? Raise your hands right away, quickly. I believe with all my heart. It's over for you. I just, it just lit the whole building, man, when he went away. There was something taking place. Oh, that's the way. That's the way to believe with one accord, all of you, and be made well. Praise be to God. Oh, my, how this is right now. I wish I could transfer God's... You think this is strange? This is our Lord Jesus you believe me to be a servant? Will you accept without a shadow of doubt the Lord Jesus Christ in his name if God will let me know what your trouble is? Stomach trouble. Is that right? I'll go eat your supper. You believe? 
How many of you had stomach trouble? Raise your hand. All right. Every one of you that had stomach trouble, stand to your feet right now. Every one of you had heart trouble, stand to your feet right now. Everyone had cancer, stand to your feet right now. Everyone who's got anything wrong with you, stand to your feet right now. Are you believing? Raise up your hand. Heavenly Father, come in great power and demonstration and send thy blessings upon this audience. I condemn every evil spirit, every sickness, every disease, every affliction. As your servant, as the anointed Holy Spirit moving through this audience, I condemn these diseases and these afflictions and say in Jesus Christ's name, come out of the people. Everybody that believes God, raise up your hands and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Believe it with all your heart. That's it. Keep praising the Lord.